Chapter 13. Out of Body When I opened my eyes again, I could not believe what I saw, and I could not believe who I saw. Myself. I saw my own seemingly lifeless body lying on the floor of the great room of my home, and as I looked down at myself lying on the floor, I did not question for an instant that I was dead, and my instinct was proven right by none other than the man in black himself, who was standing right by me. However, the man in black appeared to have changed his attire and was now wearing a black hooded cloak as well as the winged hat and the winged sandals that he was often depicted wearing in paintings and sculptures when Hermes Mercury's likeness had been captured in pieces of artwork and he was still holding the golden caduceus staff that he had used to defend himself from my attack upon him not long before. Another thing to mention was that the man in black no longer looked like the twin brother of David Bowie. It was as if I were seeing him, the man in black, Hermes, Mercury, as they truly were. I was seeing their true face. And the most lingering question that occurred to me was also perhaps the most predictable. Why? You are asking yourself why, aren't you? I heard Hermes say. However, I could not look at him in that moment, because, in truth, I was still distracted by the sight of myself lying on the floor, seemingly as dead as a corpse. Yes, yes I am. Is that okay? I mean, it is a very good question. Even you would have to admit that. And while I'm asking why, may I also ask, what the hell? And... While you are answering that question, perhaps you could also tell me, what have you done? I asked, in what I thought was a natural state of exasperation, given the circumstance that I found myself within. Oh, nothing. I just removed you from the corporeal world. I just allowed your inner you to take a walk around the ethereal plane for a moment. That's all, explained Hermes, glibly. What? Where am I? Where are we? Am I dead? I asked, as I finally turned around to look at Hermes. Of course not. Why would you think that you are dead? Asked Hermes, looking positively puzzled by my logical summation of the events that appeared to have taken place from my perspective at the time. Well, I do look pretty dead. At least my body does, from where I am standing, I replied, as I pointed to my body lying on the ground. I can assure you, your majesty, you are not dead. In fact, I do not think you can die, can you? But you already knew that, correct? Asked Hermes with a smile. Well, at least I thought that was the case, but I have yet to fully understand how that could be possible. I mean, I know that I'm a vampire, from a race of vampires, from another world, in all my life, I have never met anybody who was immortal and invulnerable to death. I mean, I've died before, but for some reason, I always come back to life. However, I... I... I don't know why. I really don't. You don't happen to know, do you? I said, as I stared into Hermes's eyes. I'm afraid I do not know. I truly do not which is somewhat confusing and alarming to me because there isn't much that I do not know. Quite frankly, you are an enigma, your majesty, which I think is your enduring quality, replied Hermes with a wide smile and a nod of the head.
Thank you, I guess, I replied hesitantly. You are most welcome. I too enjoy being an enigma, especially to my father, to my family and to everybody who I meet as I proceed upon my mission to help as many people as I can said Hermes, with what looked like an expression of extreme pride on his face. So, what are you? Some kind of rebel? Some kind of hero? I asked. All of the above and so much more. I'm just doing what I feel must be done, no matter who objects. But I did not remove you from time and space to talk about myself, Your Majesty, even though I could do so all day, if you wish, replied Hermes. No, I think I'll pass. I think I've worked out your modus operandi all by myself, I replied with a frown. Which is, asked Hermes, to play God, just so that you can rebel against your father's wishes, and so that you can show him that you are no longer going to live in his shadow or by his rules any longer. Tell me I'm wrong, I asked. Well, like I said, I'm not here to talk about myself. I have done what I have done. I have removed you from the world so that I could show you who you really are within yourself. Do you not see who you are and what you are for yourself? Asked Hermes, who then proceeded to walk past me and guide me into following him over to the fireplace. Stop playing around, Hermes. What are you trying to tell me? Who am I? What am I? I asked with desperation in my voice. Your Majesty, you are a star. I mean it. You are not of this world. You are not of this galaxy. You are not of this universe or any universe. You are a brand new form of life. In actual fact, you share much of the same spirits that the Native American tribes once worshipped so passionately. And those same spirits that still continue to dwell upon the earth. Those that choose the form of a buffalo, a bear, a wolf, a... Hermes began to explain before I cut him off mid-sentence. So what are you saying? Where did I come from? I was born to two loving parents. I lived a happy childhood. I grew up. I was also inquisitive and adventurous. I was always looking to the horizon. I, I, I said as my thoughts dwelled upon my parents and my childhood. I have no doubt that what you remember actually happened. However, the more that I have observed you, the more that I have come to the conclusion that you were and you are something and someone akin to a thought made real. In other words, a miracle explained Hermes as he stood in front of the still flames of the fire within the fireplace. What? A miracle? I'm a... I'm a miracle? Is that what you just said? I asked angrily, because at that instant I took great offence to being called a miracle. I do not know what else I can tell you, Your Majesty, but what you should know is that you are a man with a destiny, a fate. A life that has always been bound to another, said Hermes. But, but, none of this makes any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Even you have to admit that. That I'm, that I am a, what, what, tell me, I asked. 
all I can tell you is what I have already told you. You are a man, a vampire, a leader, a king with a purpose. However, you are no ordinary man. You are no ordinary vampire. But you already knew that, right? I brought you here to a reality outside of your physical body to show you who you are and what you can do. And in time, using the power within you, perhaps you will discover other places and other things about the nature of everything that both gods and people are still asking the age-old question of, why, said Hermes with a grin. But I don't understand. I still don't know who I am nor what I am, apart from what you have told me, that I am some kind of miracle brought into existence for a purpose to do something that I nor you know exactly what, I replied, completely dumbfounded by Hermes telling me that I had more in common with a fleeting idea than with anything truly tangible, essentially the yoke that you might find within an eggshell. Not a great analogy, but it works in some respects, I think. I think it's time I sent you back into your body, your majesty, because you have much work to do. However, before I do, I want you to do something for me, asked Hermes as he walked towards me. And what would that be? I replied. Do not call me Hermes or Mercury ever again, because they are no longer my name. Then what should I call you if they are no longer your name? It doesn't matter. Call me Rebel for all I care. Just don't call me either of those names, because... I've moved on from them, and from that life for good, said Hermes, rebel, whomever. Fine. Anything else? I asked. Yes. I want you to take care of... I want you to take care of her. Take care of the wolf. The hunter. Olivia. Open your heart to Olivia, and she will help you to find who you are meant to be said the god in the dark cloak. Olivia? Olivia who? And what has a wolf got to do with someone called Olivia? I asked, at that time completely confused and flabbergasted by the experience of what the messenger god had gifted me. You need not worry, your majesty. You will meet Olivia Hunter in due time and when you are both ready to meet one another. Because everything happens for a reason and because there are times in everyone's life when destiny cannot be denied. Goodbye, my friend, said the messenger god with a smile, before he reached out his right hand and touched me on the right-hand side of my ethereal face, and I awoke once again in my body, which was still lying on the floor. And, in all honesty, when I did finally pick myself up off the floor, and I was once again standing on my own two feet again, all that I could think of to explain what I had just experienced was to conclude that I had just woken from a dream that Hermes had instilled in me. However, after a few more moments of standing where I was and staring at the flames of the fire in self-reflection, I knew that what I had seen and what I had been told while I was unconscious meant something profound. I also knew that I would never truly be able to understand who I was and what I was unless I did what the messenger god told me I should do. Find Olivia Hunter. But at that moment in time, I did not know where she was. But I was determined to discover who she was, what she was, and why she was so special. 
even if it took me the rest of my life.